So hello everyone, my name is Donatos Turbunas. I'm the host of the Urbanos podcast and we have a guest here in Fenerbahce Istanbul press conference room just before the game of Unix, uh, Kazan and Monaco, Mr. Mario Hezonia. Welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Mario, it's great to see you back in the EuroLeague. Of course, you already played with Panathinaikos uh, a few months ago. Uh, but I wanted to bring you back to all these years when you played for Barca. And uh, tell me, can you compare, you know, how much the EuroLeague changed? For example, what was your first experience last year, last season in Panathinaikos when you kind of, of course, you followed the game, but you, when you entered the court, you, what kind of differences is noted in the EuroLeague? I missed it a lot, but I didn't understand how much I actually missed it until I started to play in that first game against, actually, Barcelona. Oh. And, of course, I had the Katash there, you know, and I had my old teammates that I knew from before. Some of them are my age, so that was, you know, easy. But also with Odet, it was very helpful because he was a great player and he knew exactly what to tell me. And he adapt adapted me into the team pretty quick, you know, as a, you know. I think it translates like as a great player that he was, he really had like a good um, good way to get me back into it, you know what I mean? But I really, really missed it and I think EuroLeague changed in terms of tempo a little bit. You know, I, I still see like a little bit uh, with the calls and everything, they don't like that physicality. Although we are bringing a lot of foreigners, a lot of Americans, they still don't, uh, the league didn't adapt to that physicality a little bit, e even though the league is trending towards it. Mm -hmm. But the tempo is higher for sure, because I didn't play the two since uh, with Xavi, with, uh, yeah. when I was uh, 16, 17. And I started to play two with uh, Pop mm -hmm. and, uh, in Pau, and it was really, really, you know, a different game for me because, I, I mean, in NBA, damn, I had to go that to be at the four, at the three, I, all over the place. But I really, really missed it. And I really enjoy having every game and playing every game that matters. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not blaming NBA for that. It's a long schedule. You know, sometimes you go to play a team that is not going to be in playoffs, team that is full of young guys, team that is unproven, uh, team that is, you know, not to the point of like, you know, as a some great team, I don't know, Golden State or something. And you kind of like, you know, you can't really say they take it easy, but they do low down there, you know, the intensity and everything. Here, like you low, lower your intensity or lower your physicality or concentration or focus or whatever, you lose a game. Mm -hmm. And then think about it, it's Europe. I mean, of course, we have a uh, Boki now with Elpa and everything. They're helpful, but like, think about it, like the owners are going to get on you. The coach is going to get it on you. Every game matters. And I really, really miss that, you know, authority of winning games. You know what I mean? So yeah, I truly missed it. Here. Yeah, yeah, really, really matters. It's really different from uh, NBA and I really, really miss that competition, you know. But you mentioned the physicality. Probably you mean the athleticism, the speed, because and I'm not really players are physical. Yeah. And some say that, for example, Sharuna Sisikabajos always mentions that uh, NBA is not that physical at all. There's <laughs> athleticism, you know, there's a speed, but the way, you know, how humble I, they, they, I, I see a lot of that stuff. I don't, I don't even comment that. Uh, yeah. Sharas is right to the extent, but uh, what happens in NBA, they lose focus. You know what I mean? Uh, here, you move the ball a couple of times around, and the team really guards all of that. You know what I mean? In NBA, you move the ball, you swing the ball three times, they lose focus, and you, you find a guy 
open for a layup easily or open for a shot because players lose focus there mm -hmm. so quick, you know, because they want to play so fast. The games finish 150 to 140, you know what I mean? It's all for the entertainment. It's all for the fans, you know. But here is like uh, what I tell you, like it, it, the game is what I meant by physicality, you know, they still don't uh, adapt to the harder fouls here and the harder ball strips and, uh, you know, the, the pushes, the everything. Because, you know, I feel the EuroLeague is training towards that. I feel it. I play like that. And a lot of players are coming from America here. A lot of players are coming from college here. And they're already taught to be like that. You know what I mean? So I think this league sooner or later will... It, it's adapting, but like sooner or later, it's going to be like at the level of NBA in terms of... I mean, you see it at the World Cup. You see it at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. That's a close game, France and uh, USA. That's a close game, Australia you, and all these teams that play the uh, Nigeria and all that. That's the physicality I'm talking about. And sooner and, and later, everything's going to be the, the same. Of course, now we're talking about America, the NBA talent is always going to be different. The athleticism is always going to be different. But EuroLeague is going towards... A really, really good uh, direction. You mentioned that you also changed a lot. You know, you sometimes you even played as five in Portland. Yeah, I was against Dallas at the five because Kristaps uh, was at the five, so I had to yeah. guard him at the five and attack him at the five. It was weird, but in NBA, you know, whenever they give you, I mean, I was in Portland, so my role was shifting on daily basis, and I'm not the type of guy, you know, like. I, I get my frustration out of it uh, playing, you know what I mean? I don't complain about anything. I don't ask coaches, hey, can I do this? No, whatever he tells me I was doing. But yeah, like it was a lot of, you know, I go to NBA. I was not even two meters, I think two meters. And I was maybe less than 100 kilos. And the next thing you know, I'm at a four in New York at, uh, you know, two meters, six, uh, hundred and 15 kilos, you know what I mean? So every year I changed, you know, the, the, some, I don't know, Orlando years were weird, you know, the treatment, the role, the, then individually I wasn't playing to the level I wanted to play. But what I was thinking always after every year, I got better. Regardless of what happened, I got better and I was always focused on myself. I didn't let them, you know, because NBA really, they will stick a tag on you. Mm -hmm. And they will just eliminate, you know what I mean? And I was always against it. I was always, you know, fighting for for myself, you know what I mean? But not fighting, like <laughs> attacking yeah, them or yeah, saying yeah. something. I was always, you know, okay, I don't play. Okay, I'll get on a, on a treadmill. I'll go with the coach. Because you, those coaches are really helpful, those those assistants there, you know? Like, they're really, they're really about the game. And I was very thankful to have, you know, Jay Hernandez, Ross McMains, you know, Mike Pemberty, guys like that, that always took me after the games and always worked on my game, always. No matter what happens, we win, I work. We lose, I work. I don't play, I work. I play 40 minutes, suddenly, out of nowhere, I still go out of the do to do my routine. So I think after every year, I um, I changed and I, I, got, I got better no matter what was the circumstances on the, during the season. And that's what I felt for the first time when I came back. Because the stuff that I was doing uh, in Greece, the stuff that I was doing last year in Portland, I wasn't doing before so I was always adding to the to my game at every on every year and you started as a pure scorer let's say yeah in, I was at Barca. the two yeah that was what I was saying I was running I was looking at the one video I'm out there chasing JC Carroll damn it <laughs> and I'm playing the two and the next thing you know after six years five years I'm playing the two again you know what I mean now like I can I played two in Kazan a little bit and I was playing it in Greece because of me and Pop combination mm -hmm. 
and I liked it. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. That's what it. That's my. Uh, that's my game. You know, I was always, you know, a killer. You know, and I cold blooded. Like I'm getting out there. I'm going after everyone. Fearless, scoring, everything. You know. But think about it. I didn't know how to pass. I knew how to pass, but maybe I didn't want to pass uh, until I got to NBA. So think about it. People go to NBA and become selfish. I went to NBA and became more a team team player. That's what I actually wanted to ask you because. You didn't know how to pass, but you had, you know, Sharas, Navarro, yeah. Huertas, for example. I, yeah, how, I had to be. How, I had to be yeah, a killer. These guys I had to be a killer to. because if I do something wrong and Sharunas passes me the ball and I try to be a playmaker on his pass, he will cut my head off <laughs> out there. You know, if I do something with Marcelino, Marcelino comes to me and like slaps me out there. Like, no, like I'm a playmaker, you're a killer, you're a young guy, you do this, I do this. And I was very, very uh, lucky to have the guys like them, you know, to put me, not to put me in place, but really guide me mm-hmm. to what I ultimately wanted to become. Because at the practice, I wanted to do it all. I want to pass, I want to dunk, I want to shoot, I want to do everything. But in EuroLeague with the Xavi, with Barcelona, I learned what professional basketball is, you know? So I was in my role, I was... Cutting, dunking, shooting. But then I get to NBA and now, okay, what do you know? Shit, I know everything. <laughs> what do you need me to do? You know what I mean? So I started a little bit by little. I ended up being a point guard for New York. Then I ended up being a four and five for Portland, which is weird, but I, I can do it a little bit, you know? So it just, the game started to evolve. That, And I always was saying that when I was younger, you know, I don't want to, if, I, if I'm a only marked as a shooter or marked as a cutter or marked whatever they call the players nowadays then i'm not doing uh, something good you know i'm i'm doing everything you know i want to be the the best of my position but i'm i can really really do everything and people have to like adapt to me and to my style of game but i'm i'm gonna bring the whole team up with my play you know and i was always preaching that and i was always working towards that no matter how hard the situation was or whatever yeah, that's the mentality you had from day one because I remember I watched on the YouTube the, your video from 2011. It was mm-hmm. some, you know, let's say NBA draft prospect website or something and they asked you what do you do best in the court and your answer, you know, it was a little, a little bit broken English but <laughs> everything, all, all, I can do all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, like I always was like this. I always mm-hmm. was like this. I never, I felt like they're disrespecting me, my ability if they tell me oh, he's a great shooter, you know, no, I'm a great player. I'm not, uh, I don't care like what I did wrong, the flashes, the dunks, the, the shooting, the passing, whatever. I'm a great player. I want to be a great player. I want to be the best player. So like I want to be able to do it all for my team to win the games. Ultimate goal is to win games, you know, and you know, I don't want to be like put in a box. You know what I mean? I'm strongly against it. I was against it in NBA. That's why I kept working because if I start to get frustrated and I start uh, getting into these politics and why I don't this and this and this. That it's, I get labeled as a bad person, bad teammate, and it's a mess. And I was never like this. I always kept, uh, you know, stuff to myself, work hard, uh, get my coaches together. Like, we work, what do you need me to do? And it just adds up, man. Like, the work never lies, man. But what happened after the bubble? Because I listened to your interview to for Gazette and I was surprised yeah, when you told I was that you done. were thinking that you were done. Yeah, right? I was done. I was done. I was done. After after the bubble, man, I called my sister. I said, pick me up before I before I erupt over here. Mm. And it was very bad, but like, you know, I had Dame, I had Melo, you know, it was amazing here. I I I also believe Dame is one of the best, if not the best leaders out there in the league. And I believe leaders are, you know, made. 
not not born, which is a little bit maybe some people will be against it. But I was looking at them very closely, and I was so happy to be to that they brought Melo, even though he played in front of me. But I really didn't care because I was there and I was like this on practice. He practiced, he does his moves. I was like mm. this. He literally practiced here. I was like this, staring at him. He yeah. was, I was so annoying. I was calling him for dinners, for lunch. I think he hates me, <laughs> honestly. But I was always with them. I was always, you know, keeping an eye on, on those Hall of Fame type of players. And I learned so much. But uh, long story short, uh, after the bubble, it was just too much, man. Like, I can't keep doing this to myself, you know. Like, I'm not the type of player that I, I don't want to change teams mm. 18 million times. I want to have a legacy. I want to have a one team. And if I was in Orlando, I would finish my career in Orlando. I have a house in Orlando. I was, I was, that was, I don't care how bad they are. I don't care that they're in a lottery. If this is my team, this is my team. And I'm going to keep doing this until we win championship, multiple, ch whatever we can. You know, it's easy to say, uh, but it's hard to do. But I was mm. willing to give my entire career for that. But I, I really got frustrated after the bubble with all this, you know, like uh, uh, one years and then I, you know, I don't, I don't get uh, to enjoy the, the whole process. It's constantly like something is changing and all that. And I was really done. I didn't even know I got traded. I was home. Mm. I had a, like a two month of hibernation <laughs> i didn't know what the hell is. i didn't even know i was i was getting uh, traded off the phone completely for two months i really thought like i was going to take a whole year like just off completely okay. like to reset my mind reset my body what was the impact you know of that kind of detoxication let me tell you one thing i stopped it on a uh, september 1st on a november 1st i got into the gym i thought i was working out the entire time I thought I was working the entire time. I couldn't miss a shot. I, I was athletic with my um, moves. I was uh, running like I never stopped. You, it's insane what mind can, can do to you, to harm you and to build, to uh, uh, put you up. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And then after that, uh, you know, like the EuroLeague already started. So I wasn't even really thinking about that. And then, uh, you know, I kept I kept working. I was preparing for like full, like kind of like what Joel Embiid did. You know, when he was injured, I was kind of full year to the giving to myself and mm -hmm. to my game. And I'm gonna like really take two steps ahead right now. I, I was always going one step, one step, but I'm going to really put mm -hmm. everything together now. But then on, in February, uh, the migraines <laughs> called me, and uh, I can't. You know, who am I to say no mm -hmm. to? You know, Panathinaikos is my favorite team. It's my childhood uh, dream to be there you know the Amatidis Albertis I don't even have to you know, yes, already yes, know yes. it's it was amazing and I <laughs> I thought it was a, it was a joke like like who signs the players in the middle of the season because I remember the rules before when we competed in Barcelona because it was a format of top 16 so you cannot sign the players oh, yeah. after that uh, window in February because of you know like Ooh. you already go into the playoffs whatever but I you know I think they they removed that but yeah, they they called and I was, I'm coming. Like there is no problem. Like yeah, but the the money, this I don't give a damn. I'm I'm coming. Like see you tomorrow. You told yeah, that you could. You it was could on my birthday. From Croatia to Panathinaikos. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I was, it's no problem. And like it was really amazing, man. Like it was, it was. I'm so thankful, like for them. Like they're like my family down there. Like it's, uh, it was, it was the best thing I ever done uh, to myself. Not like really like life-wise career-wise just like really the gift if i can call it that i gave to myself like let's go there to play 
to Athens to for Panathinaikos, you know, and I'm really, really thankful. I say thank you hundred times to them, and I will say thank you for the rest of my life. It was. But what happened? Because the shit happens. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's Greece. You know, it's uh, it's a it's a different times, and you know. You can't play games with me, man. I really, I don't have a, an agent. I sat down with them by myself. I walk into there like a, like a mobster. I came in there <laughs> with my hat on. I sat down and I said, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, it was like uh, May or April. Mm-hmm. And I was with my actually financial advisor there. And um, we like, we agreed. It was good. Like I said, like, listen, like after, that was like after maybe a month and a half that mm-hmm. I was there, I said, I'm staying here like this. I'm not going anywhere else. Well, and I told them, like, once I stepped my foot there, I told the day I left on 24th of February, the day I left from America there, I said to my financial advisor, are you sure about this? Because, you know, when I step one foot in the grease, like nobody is going to get me out of there. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That was that serious. And, uh, but yeah, like you can't play games with me, man. Like, uh, the, the agent games, whatever it is, the, these Euroleague, Europe contracts and all this mm. stuff. It really got messy. You know what I mean? Like I was with the national team. Dinos had a lot of interest in Europe. So you had to focus on Dinos and then you had to sign a pop and then, uh, then, then you talk to me. You know what I mean? But like they went into some different direction. I don't know. Like there was already a couple players signed coach was also new coach was signed without mm. my like do you do you ask me what i think about it do you ask our captain like i cannot call pop hey pop do you see what happened like what do you, do you like this move or do you mm. not like this move what do you think about this move like we are players man we cannot be we cannot be into their role but, but we have different. to know. You know europe is different than the nba i know but we yeah. have to know man like uh. you know what i'm saying like it's a serious team and like we are the leaders uh. of a team and especially like when you have me and you have like 50,000 people behind oh, yeah. that are really, really, really passionate. And I'm saying passionate, but there's a lot of things. I'm saying passionate yeah. about the team. If I say something, like, they're right there. Like, they're right Phenomenal. behind me. Those guys are like like my brothers, like every single one of them. Because I'm at their headquarters. I'm at the meeting with them. You know what I mean? After the games, before the games. I'm the one, like, translate everything is good, guys. You know, you don't. We're not going to lose. You don't have to come to practice to like, you know what I mean? Because they will come to the gym and they will really like say like, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how, yeah, that's how much they love the team. And I respect that. So I was the one, I was the, I was the, you know, the, the bridge from fans mm-hmm. to the team. You know what I mean? But you cannot, I, I don't, I think, I think they went in a little panic mode this summer. Like, well, we have to establish a good team and this and this. But I don't know. I don't, I really know. I was confused, man. I really, I never said no. I never said no. I said to my financial advisor, you, you deal with this because I have no heart to say no to this team. I have no heart. How, how, how can you expect me and my Greek uh, agent also, like the later on that I started to talk to, like you guys have to deal with this because I cannot say no to this team. And you guys have to like, I know what is the, the, the better probably career wise is to do this, but I cannot say no to you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To power. It's, it's so, like, I feel so, like, devastated. Like, whole July, I felt like shit, man. Like, I really felt, like, bad. I wasn't myself. I was calling my dad. I was calling my mom. I usually don't call anyone, man. I just do things, like, because I know stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I know how things are supposed to be. But you got me here calling my grandmother. Oh, go to Greece. Screw everything else. Then I call my father. Oh, I know, yes, but uh, for your career and this, like, I called maybe 100 people. 
for advice and everything and uh, you, you know ultimately you know i had to decide like what what's the best for me i cannot um play games man at this stage of my career and i cannot you know go into these games so what are we gonna do what not are you there for the fans or for the tickets or this i just we got lost into it you know what i mean i will we'll see what happens in the future but it was i really felt like sad that i couldn't go back but also like i have to give like a great um commend to 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 kazan man mm. to bogdan to claudio to velimir to coaches everybody it's unbelievable the way you know with russians you always we always know where you're at mm. you know what i mean there is no bs it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't it's always you know professional like we kept it like quiet and it was i really really have to say you know like congrats you know to them like they really did an amazing amazing job and you know I'm so happy with them. Yeah, we'll talk about Unix uh, for sure. But just to make things clear, so at first you weren't very happy the way how Pau started building the roster without. Let's no, no, say no, no. I wasn't. No, no. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. I know um, KP. I Perry. I called mm -hmm. him. I mean, uh, texted him. I was about to meet with him in Orlando. I had. I was the one to tell them like, you guys have to bring this guy yeah. for the point guard next year because this guy is really, really good. He can help us. But then they thought they're gonna sign somebody above him, like or like another starting okay. point. It was a, it was a whole a whole mess. I don't know. I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, I, I don't mind uh, who they signed. Uh, ultimately, probably we will end up signing those guys regardless, with me or without uh. me. You know what I mean? It was just the order of the how things went. You uh. cannot talk to me uh, end of the yeah end of the mm, okay. what was the end of the July almost. You know what I mean? I said probably the first player which they should yes, have. Yes, I did to. say. I was going to make my uh, decision in in August, mm. but I started to say no already because the the market dictates that. You know what I mean? Mm. I started to say no to the European teams like one by one. No, no, no. I'm going back to about no, no. Mm. If I tell you like the teams that came out to me, it would be like a whole mess in Greece if I say this. Yes. You know, but I cannot. You know what I mean? Because I really have respect mm. for my team. I, like it was really. You know, like I really felt uh, the love out there. It was really like I'm not going to say anything against them. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to say anything against them. Like it's I want to protect them to the to the max, but the things were not going into the order that they should go. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. was the that was the issue. And like then later on, like get you know like maybe they like try to push it the the, the longest possible that I have to say, okay, I guys, I come back at whatever terms. I just come back. You know what I mean? No, I have to play, man. Like, I have to still like focus on my career and everything, you know, because think about it. If I go back there, which I was really like thinking about it, regardless of the, what yeah. they offered and all this other stuff, like I pr probably like go there and like, that's it. That's a next 10 years there. And that, that's yeah. it. We fight for like the, the Euro leagues. We fight for the trophies. And that's that, like the block of legacy that I'm talking about for sure like but like now since I chose this this way like and I don't even, I don't I don't know we'll see but that's so weird for me because it is. for example it was weird summer if it was I was summer. the GM of Paul mm -hmm. and you were approaching me on April as you mm -hmm. said you know that you want to stay there yeah I tell that's you that's the first yeah. thing I will work on actually yeah. because they were but it's, in my eyes Paul after Kalaitis left I think that they kind of lost their identity. They lost an identity. They if did. I want to find that they identity, did. They did. They did. I see Mario Hezonia who loves this club, who wants to be a big part of it, and who wants to make the rebuild. So 
let's start with him. So why? They, they, I don't want to say they lost their identity because that team will always have identity because that's the greatest team in, uh, in Europe of all time. But they lost a little bit, a chip of uh, identity after Dimitris left. Yeah, that's, of course. But that's, that's normal. But at least, you know, Kalaitis helps, you know, to yes, get a great player. Kind of, because yes. he can translate the stuff because he was playing with Dimitris and all these legends. So it was, it was also good back, uh, back then. But what I, in my mind, I respect Dinos, I respect Pap. So we have to decide on them too. They are Greeks and mm. we are in Panathinaikos. I cannot step over Pap and I don't want to step over yeah. Dinos because Dinos is at the point that he has to decide for his career what is best for him, you know? And I tell Dinos, listen, Dinos, like you can stay with us and go to NBA. I don't know what's going to happen here. We don't know who's going to be the coach. We don't know if this guy stays. We don't know who's our teammates are going to be. We don't know if I'm here. Technically, mm -hmm. I want to. I'm telling you openly, mm -hmm. but we don't know what's going to happen. Or you go to the summer EuroLeague team that wants you really bad, establish yourself there, and you get even better opportunity in in uh, in, in NBA. That was my thing for him because he has an agent that is a very good friend mm -hmm. of mine. So like that was my honest advice to him. To Papa, I tell him, listen, I don't know. I know your dream is NBA, but like you go there if you have a good role. I tell him you're 27, 28. You know, now you have to think for yourself. Or you stay here, bro, you bro. You're a captain, man. Like you, like this is it. Like. There is no more than being captain of Panathinaikos, mm. you know what I mean? And then, like, we'll see, like, I will, I'm openly saying, like, I'm yelling through the locker room. I'm staying here. Mm. I have my locker room ready. I have my house already sorted up. My cars are coming to Athens, everything. But the order went, the order went wrong. I didn't have a, like, a solid conversations with them. I didn't have a solid conversation uh, with coach. I don't know the coach. I know he was in Kazan. And uh, it went weird, man. I don't know what to tell you. It just went weird. Everything went wrong. But I took a whole blame. I took all blame. I was going uh, to the to the fans. I would take the blame. I spoke to the main guys of the gate 13. Like, guys, don't worry. Don't go to the team. Don't tell them nothing. Like, I'll take this one for the for the team. Don't don't worry about anything. We will see you uh, hopefully in, uh, one day in, in 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 future. But it was weird. The order was completely weird. Like, do they want this? Do they want that? Like, uh, who we bringing? Who we going out? Dinos take a little bit of time. Pop takes a little bit of time. Then Pop's deciding in July. It was a mess, man. It was a complete mess. Like, by the way, was the buyout of Barcelona any kind of issue? Uh, no, 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 no. But I, I don't know. To be honest, like I didn't even want to pay that. Honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was me, um, but you know, like I think, like it's you know maybe you know respectful towards Barcelona, but then knowing what they were doing to my contracts and back there, maybe they don't even deserve that type of money. But now that since they're in a tough situation, I was like, you know, just yeah. let's get rid of this. Like, let's just pay them. Uh, my financial advisor also spoke to Sharunas. Sharunas is a very great friend of mine. I saw him after years, and I said, I don't. My friend, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, coach. Hey, friend, or hey, teammate anymore. <laughs> I really don't know. So uh, yeah, you know, it was that. But uh, that was an issue. That was in, included in my in my contract. Yeah. Of course, the numbers looked weird because of that. But uh, you know, we were just talking to Barcelona. You guys want this immediately, or you want to in mm. a different installment? So, but yeah, the, I believe it, it made it a little bit harder for mm. sure. The buyout because that money, not a lot of teams have that. 
You know, you think about, oh, you know, it's 300,000, you know, it's EuroLeague, people have that. Yeah. People do not have that. Like, COVID really pushed things back. Like, teams do not have that type of a money. Teams are struggling. So many teams were really, like, respectful with me in um, free agency because there was a lot of calls. You know, when I'm coming back and I'm, I'm free. There's normally, it's, it's how market goes. There's a lot of calls that with, to the point where they had to call and say, we have interest, but sorry, we cannot sign you. I say, okay, why, why the hell do you call me? But that's how it, that's how it is. The people really don't have money this year. You know what I mean? So they were like really desperate to get the buyout. So I, I had no problems with it. I really had no problems with it. Contract looked a little bit weird with that, but it wasn't, I don't think it wasn't an issue from our side. Was there any chance to go back to Barcelona actually? Yes, yes, but uh, they already have like, uh, established team and they were in a, you know they were in a final four i don't think like you know they're already like at the top i, I believe mm. you know what i mean i wanted to like grind it myself for it you know what i mean and you know i spoke i didn't speak to shots but my financial advisor did and you know maybe it wasn't the right fit mm-hmm. if it it sounds maybe crazy but i don't i and i really can see what sharunas was talking and I really can I really can uh, I really can see the truth in it. Maybe it's not right fit at the moment, and the stuff that Sharunas wants to do right now. And in my opinion, they're already at the top. Mm-hmm. So what am I gonna do there? Hey, like like going to the best team in uh, in Europe. Hey guys, I'm here. Like let's just dominate everyone. Like there's no like I don't think there's yeah you know. It seems Shara started the big project last year. Good, and good. Just some pieces, good. Assets, they look good, man. Say, they yeah. look good. They look good. They need a, they need a, like a solid player. I think this guy uh, from Shalgiris is very solid for them. They need pieces like that, you know what I mean? They don't need to bring like superpower or like some crazy mm. uh, amount of players that is going to like just let's just dominate the whole league. I don't think you will have any, you know passion in their mm. winning you know what i mean but like they look really 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 good really good and talking about unix what what was the connection i mean who approached you who was that you know the they did but as i said like they kept it very professional they kept it very professional we uh got along pretty quick because as i said there is no bs with them like this is what we got this is what this year is this is what it's gonna be this is the role this is the coach this is this this is that cool you know what i mean so he went pretty quick but i was holding it i was holding it i was holding no wait let me see what power is doing no okay sorry but to wait a little bit more i want to hear what gm is saying of power i want to hear a president i want to get on a phone call with this but i was holding i was being so you know spoiled you know what i mean like i was very you know acting weird because i really like i was you know just holding it down, holding it down. And then at one point just came and I said like, you know, like deal done. It was very, they were very, very professional from day one. They still are. It's a very, very great run organization. And talking about you, uh, you're coming to the team where have, which has expectations, I guess, that you will be the leader of that team. Yeah. Let's say go to guy of that uh, team. And you had so many different experiences. You you played for so many different yeah. teams, and you saw different leaders of yeah. these teams. You already mentioned Dame, Melo, our yeah. guys in Barcelona, for example. And when you think about what kind of leader you should be for this group of guys, I'm the youngest your guy. Uh-huh. I'm the youngest guy on the team and the most experienced guy on the yeah. team. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's amazing. Think about it. 
Yeah, but I, I was so surprised to see that you're 26 yeah, year old. 26. Right? And you went through so much. Yeah. But like I speak, I speak, I'm, I became, I was uh, that silent type of killer in Barcelona. I was never, I was very antisocial. I'm very, you know, quiet. I'm always mm. to myself, keep my private stuff. I never yell, you know, unless some problem. But I, from, through years, I learned to be vocal. I learned to be example. I learned to be a leader. I learned to be a lot of things like this, you know what I mean? And it doesn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? You just see like piece by piece, like, you know, they start to buy in, like they see you're real about it, but you have to be really locked in. You have to show it with your work. You have to show it with your work ethic. You have to show it with your rituals. You have to show it with your routine. You have to show it with your professionalism. You have to show it how you talk. You have to show it how you treat people. You have to show it with like how serious you are, everything, how you dress, how everything matters. You know what I mean? So little by little, I think the last brick for me was uh, Portland mm -hmm. because I have Dame, I have CJ, I have Melo, I have Neil, I have Terry Stotts and I have that coaching staff that is already established for nine years and they were in playoffs for every year. So that's the first time I'm in a winning organization and, you know, I have Terry Stotts getting on, on me in the middle of my workout because I don't have a suit. You know what I mean? And I think like this guy, this guy is out of his mind. Why is he yelling? But he's telling me the right stuff. You know what I mean? I'm coming out of the locker room at the halftime. I tell you, seven seconds late. We win the game. He hugs me. He say, you, you, you can't be kid. Hey, kid, you can't be you doing like the, things like this. You have to be, you know, example. You have to be, you know, on time and everything. And I, there's three guys out there coming five minutes later than me, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, there is a reason he's telling me this, yeah. you know what I mean? And Terry also like embraced me because he knew I was not in a good uh, spots in, in my NBA career. So I'm really, really thankful for them. I wasn't really playing to individually to my level. I was hating how I was playing and uh, I was really not getting to play the amount that I wanted there. But everything, everything around, I focused on everything, the supporting around, you know what I mean? How to be a, how to be a good teammate, how to be, you know, a professional, how to be a leader to then looking at them, looking at CJ, what they do, how they practice, how hard they go, you know what I mean? How, you know, they treat their bodies, how they recover, how they go in the weight room. Then I asked the guys like, when did they came, you know, come last time to practice? When did they do this? I was really, I was like a book out there. I was going and just, you know, taking notes from everything. And that was the last box that I needed you know, in terms of like this leadership. And now like it's just, it's coming out of me. You know what I mean? Like I say like some stuff. In, it, not, yeah, 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 yeah. But like it's learned. Uh, yeah. It's like it's experienced through the years. Mm. It's not you. As a kid, you, you're born with this competitiveness leader. I want to be the main guy in a school with a soccer team, whatever. But you have to go through the street. You have to go through the, you know what I mean? To the life experience to build all of that for yourself, you know what I mean? Then you can give to other people. You have to build yourself first to give, to build other people, you know what I mean? To help them build themselves, basically, you know? So I really, you know, when I figured I was not gonna be important, I mean, it sounds stupid, mm -hmm. but I was, I was really like, I'm always direct with me, I'm my biggest hater. So like, I'm, when I figured I'm not gonna be a big role on this team, I'm going to focus on everything else 
that's gonna one day make me the biggest role of the team you know what i mean and i really like i mean dame is <laughs> he was so helpful for me like he embraced me i mean how many times i mentioned him already so that portland portland here was very very important for me so now it's it's easy to tell my guys and unix you know hey do this try to do this hey practice like this you know what i mean but i'm not that type of guy that is going to be on top of you like all the time like mm-hmm. let them be who they are you know what i mean if they want to do something great they will you know listen you know what i mean it's and ultimately it's for the for our team to get better and to to win games you know so i really like where i'm at right now talking about kazan we have to mention that Throughout the years, this organization changed a lot. The city yeah. also changed uh, a lot, and it's way more professional than it was uh, before. It is. But the thing is that you know, when I think about you, when I think about your love to Panathinaikos, when I think about your passion, I'm just missing that very important piece for a player like you, especially that you know, when you came back to Athens, it was actually that you know, kind of um, appreciation of all these fans coming to mm-hmm. see you. It was. It reminded me the way Sharas came back from from the NBA to yeah. Athens. Probably it was you know the biggest crowd after yeah. after uh, Sharas' arrival. And I was just thinking that you might be missing that in Kazan since okay they are developing, but they don't have that culture, fan base, that passion in Russia. I mean it, it is different, uh, but then think about it. I went through two years of uh, bubble. You know what I mean? There is no fans. Ultimately, you have to go out there and perform on the court, no matter who's in the stands. Yeah. Like, I will probably go out on this court and they will yell my name, uh, like rude stuff, whatever. But what am I going to pay attention to that? You know what I mean? Same, it's a little bit bad to say, but same goes to the to the good, the, the fans that are supporting you. If you lose focus on this, You know, if you focus on that, you lose focus on basketball. So I think the more you focus on basketball, the more love you create, regardless of like fans that hate you, fans then then love you. You know what I mean? Not uh, we have the best fans in uh, in Europe. In, mm-hmm. in, I mean, in, in the world, in in, in Europe, it, the Turkey, Serbia, Greece. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's amazing. You know, and there's nothing in a world like this. Some are against you, some are for you, but like you build love with all of them, regardless of who you are and who they are with your focus on the basketball, how as good as you are in the basketball, as much as fans you have. So, you know, I, of course there is, uh, I, I haven't seen them yet because yeah. the practice, the gym was closed still in these friendly games, but I focus on my, if I focus on my basketball, you know, if I'm always supportive of the, the fans, you know, of course I'm going to be missing the, my, <laughs> uh, the gate 13 guys, but you know, like, as I said, you know, we will see what, uh, what future brings, but you know, I'm fully, fully focused on my career and uh, on, on my basketball. And to finish this conversation, uh, I want to ask you about, as as we talked about, that you felt frustrated uh, after the, your NBA experience. Do you feel that joy again when you came back to Europe? Do you feel yeah. yourself? It was a funny thing that I said. I said to, <clears throat> I said to my manager, I said, there is no way I am happier on this flight going back to Europe than when I was on a flight coming back to America. This feeling is not right, and it really is not. And um, it's it, it's wrong, but it's gonna bring me back to my to who I am. You know what I mean? Because think about it: like you lose so many games, you see so many bad habits, you see so many unprofessional things, you see so many different, regardless of what it is, culture or whatever it is, so many different things. 
And the worst thing that can happen is that you start to like lower yourself. Not lower yourself like as a, as a man or as a player or as everything, but like lower your, like there's a box full of passion, let's say, and then you lower it a little bit lower. You just take mm. it out, like mm -hmm. whatever. With the, with that, with the frustration that is created by what everything else, by your surrounding, you know what I mean? And I said that to him and, you know, it really stuck to him and it stuck to me, but it was the honest feeling, you know? So as soon as I got back to Greece, I started to feel like immediately like me, like, you know, like I'm, I'm this guy, like I'm handling the ball, I'm uh, playing at my pace, I'm running in transition, I'm dunking, I'm shooting, I'm scoring, you know what I mean? So it really felt like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm alive, you know what I mean? And, you know, like I just, I'm thankful that I adapted so quick to this. Like it was really like a quick switch, you know, like light off, on, off mm. and to, to on, you know what I mean? It was really like quick for me. So I'm really, you know, but also like what I told you in the beginning of the, the, of our conversation is it, that, that quick switch happened because of who I am, because I never let, let down let my guard i never let go i never quit i never complain i never show my frustration or whatever i used all of it as a fuel i'm a human being of course i have frustration i have a frustration when i miss a free throw how am i not going to have a frustration when i don't play in nba when i feel like i'm the best you know what i mean <laughs> like like just let me play you know what i mean like of course it's it's normal but i never complained i never i never talked to talked about it i always used it as that fuel as that extra work as that extra motivation and, and I was trying to find the love for the for the for the for the sport through the through the frustration through the negativity you know Some what I mean challenges probably. yes 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 and then sometimes it was it was hard it's not easy mm -hmm. to stay at like 1 a.m these guys are all laughing and joking they played 40 minutes they scored 35 and i'm over here looking man like i wish i can play one-on-one again right now i will bust this <laughs> you know what i mean but they're joking they're going home to their families enjoying their lives and i'm over here like you know what i mean like you know it's like i'm about to blow up i'm miserable and all this stuff i just leave i go to the weight room i go to the court and like just extra 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 or i, I go to my own gym i go to my own gym out of that i don't sometimes i didn't want to be like surrounded like there because it's like it's too much so mm -hmm. i go and i work but long story, like I, that that type of stuff helped me to quickly go back to who I am when I came back to Europe. You know what I mean? And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not uh, scared of anything. I'm not scared of anyone. I'm absolutely fearless in my approach. I'm really not ashamed of the road that I took. I know I took the hardest probably way of of, of all of them through the, all the worst. You know what I mean? But I'm really I'm I'm about it. You know what I mean? I'm completely committed to it i know what i'm doing you know i'm focused on it and you know like i'm thankful that i was myself you know what i mean those hard uh, situations that i never let down and i could uh, just flip that switch quick back to it um when it mattered which is when i came back but you're good now right yeah <laughs> despite what happened with panathinaikos you're happy yeah, you feel yeah. yourself right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely Absolutely. It was, I'm telling you, it was a gift. It was really a gift at the right time, at the right place. It was very, very, it was a blessing for me. You know what I mean? To go there, people to embrace me like this. Because think about it. I go back there. I don't have a solid season. I don't have a solid season. Either I don't play or I didn't play to my expectation mm -hmm. 
or something else happens and I'm not even on a team or whatever. You know what I mean? Think about it. Just look at it at the, at, from the standpoint as a fan. Just look at it. Oh, he, does, he doesn't know how to play, whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't show you. Like I couldn't, sometimes I couldn't show you, sometimes I didn't show you. You know what I mean? It's, it was just a mix of the worst combinations. You know what I mean? So like for them to embrace me like this and, you know, to show me absolute love the way I was showing to them all these years, you know what I mean? And from the coaches, from everyone, from teammates, everyone out there, it was just, you know, it was absolute perfect, uh, perfect, uh, perfect uh, situation for me. And I really, I owe them. I owe them for sure. You think that you will wear uh, green and whites again? <laughs> I wear now. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, no, I, I, I hope so. You never know. As I told you, if I decided to stay, you I'm already asking know. because I see too, there's too much love. It is, it is, it is. No, no, no yeah. way. It, it, it is like, like I have the Costas and uh, Ricardo on a team. We talk about power maybe half of the day all the time. I show them videos and like it's uh, it's amazing. But hopefully one day. But also, you know, like I respect my team. I respect the uh, I respect Kazan to the fullest. Man, uh, they changed through the years. Of course, there's work to to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's first year in Euroleague. We need to update stuff and everything but i truly respect man the president the president's son uh, bogdan the daughter olga the, everybody man like in the team like it's just so professional it's it's really really great to run organization and the way they handle the stuff with me knowing that there is like a atomic bomb in the in, in the greece happening with my signings and everything man like it's really impressive how they handle the whole situation and 100% committed to them. But with future, of course, we don't know. We have to fight this year to be in the playoffs in order to stay for me mm-hmm. to stay next year and for us as a team to stay in a, uh, in the Euroleague. So it's a, it's a challenge and it's a grind that I'm, uh, that I'm fully about it. And uh, I'm going to give my 100% of everything that I have for that to achieve for us to achieve that and more and um, we'll see we'll see what future brings you as i said i already took this the hardest road so i never know there is always obstacle out there at some point so we'll see we'll see what happens mario hezonia ladies and gentlemen one and only and i wish (laughs) you to bring the excitement uh, to kazan uh, the next season and probably more years to come for sure i will try my best thank you so much for having me thanks a lot for mario thanks all uh, for all our listeners this was the urbonus podcast you can watch you can follow us on basketnews.com and also on basket news youtube channel as well as all the main audio platforms